Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Coltum Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coltum Collective Podcast. A little later than normal. The silence fell, um, but I've got a hammer and uh, some nails, and we're putting it back up as we speak. Yeah. And banging on in the background, it's Mr. Dave AC. Hello, Dave. Yeah, I'm just a little worried there's something wrong with this mirror. I'm not seeing my reflection. Oh, perhaps <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. And, <laughs> yes, there's some technical difficulties, but don't worry. Logan's in here, and he's messing around with some wires, I'm sure. And... Speaking of which, let's introduce the room. Hello, Logan. Hello, and what's this wire do here? Oh, that one there. <laughs> oh, don't do that again. <laughs> well, hang on. No, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is Mr. Randall Thor. Wait, what does this button over here do? I'm going to press it. <laughs> oh, that sign just lit up. It says, please do not press this button again. But of course. Uh, also joining us, it's been a while, but he's here again, SCARDIS! Hello, sir. Good evening, everybody, and uh, Dave, you're, um, if this was another program, I would have thought the reflection problem might be a bit fishy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is fishy. <laughs> exactly, especially the blink commentary last week. Oi! <laughs> Nobody's had a chance to listen to that. Go and listen to that, especially the opening. Yeah. And they say, I've got a dirty mind. Yes. Anyway, pushing on. Uh, speaking of dirty minds, it's Tim Jury. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll push from turning everything on and off again, which sometimes does actually work. I'm here. <laughs> there you go. That reminds me of an episode of, uh, of Doc Martin. I just watched it. Had uh, had two of the cast members from the IT crowd in it. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's everybody that's on audio who wants to be introduced. <laughs> and now it's time to lower the cone. Controls, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. What? All right, silence has fallen. 
Yeah, no, it's not funny at all, really, is it? No. All right, under the cone at the moment is uh, Mr. Darth Skeptical. He's actually currently away from his keyboard, but we'll put him under the cone anyway until he learns how to behave. And Mr. Dave AC2 is under there. He's better than the first one. You can actually see his reflection in the mirror, although he does grow hair around a full moon. And keeping them all in order is Guest 7. Good job, you. <laughs> all right. There's only one more person to introduce, and that's the Typing Monkey. It's news time! <laughs> Somebody has to say it. Go, go, go Typing Monkey, go! go. Oh, <laughs> where is that? So well we need him. There's a chorus for you. <laughs> All right, news time. And first up with news, it's Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello. Quite a bit of Doctor Who-related news as we're going to this last week before the Series 6 premiere in uh, quite a few places around the world, not just the UK. Uh, but the first bit of news is that a couple hours, two or three hours before uh, The Impossible Astronaut airs on BBC One, if you listen to BBC Radio 2 on Graham Norton's Radio 2 show, Stephen Moffat will be a guest just a few hours before the first episode airs. So that's something to look forward to. Elsewhere in Doctor Who news, we've got um, some, pr- some, uh, some more press re- events, some more press preview events for the Impossible Planet Day of the Moon two-parter going on here in the States. Last week we had one here over in New York City. This week we have, on the 20th, I believe, is one in, uh, sorry, no, sorry, starting off before that, the 19th, which is, I believe, tomorrow, or, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, over in Brooklyn, New York, we've got uh, the Brooklyn uh, Doctor Who premiere party to look forward to. So we're over at the Bell House, Brooklyn, New York, uh, general admission, actually, so that's rather interesting. So it's not just a press event. 21 years are over. General admission fee of $5 to get in, and everyone there gets to see that opening two-parter just under a week before the rest of us do. And a bit, and the day after that, on the 20th, we've got another preview event in Chicago, Illinois, for Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon. So, so two more press events going on. And that pretty much wraps up my bit of Doctor Who news, press events, and Moffat on Beyond Graham Norton's radio show. Alrighty, thank you very much, sir. And with more Doctor Who news, it's Mr. Tim Jerry. Well, in first before that, in news I think we missed last week, uh, there was a poster, and this is an extremely large link because I can't find a shorter one that I've just put in the chat, post-release for Tortured Miracle Day, uh, which, rather usefully for people who require such info, says at the bottom of it, 10 times 50-minute episodes. So, uh, and it it's a sort of movie-style poster. It says at the top, John Barron, Eve Miles, Mackay Pfeiffer, and I can't read all the names on it, but Bill Pullman is one of them. And it's got Captain Jack with the gun, and Tortured Death is Not an Option. And... The other bits of news, some people regard them as spoilers, some people regard them as enticing clips, and that's that there's two clips been released. I think these came out kind of early this week, um, hot on the heels of one of the variant trailers hitting the airwaves. Uh, uh, Twitter lit up for a while with, um, there are two clips out there, which you can look at them if you like, or not. I've looked at them. And, well, 
I don't think they give too much away, but buyer beware, I think is the phrase. So if you want to see a little bit uh, of uh, the Impossible Astronaut, uh, there are some clips, and I've put the, the links in the chat, but they're easy to find if you just go to bbc.co.uk slash Doctor Who. And that's all from me. Okay, thank you very much, sir. And Scardas, you have some news, sir. Yeah, uh, some Torchwood-related news on this is that another station has uh, bought Torchwood, and this time it's the Canadian channel that's currently carrying Doctor Who. It's Space. BBC Worldwide Canada has announced a deal with Space, which will see Torchwood Miracle Day come to the channel uh, in the summer, along with a raft of other sci-fi titles, such as Bedlam, Primeval, and Outcast. That's all I've got. Alrighty, Dave, I didn't actually ask you before, but do you have any news, well, sir? Uh, only one little bit of news I've got is that uh, it looks as though that uh, special phone number that I've got that people can use to phone in from the UK may now not long be no longer working. So I mentioned that for people who have resorted to that uh, in the past, uh, they may well find that that number um, is no longer operable. And uh, some news that was tweeted to me by uh, Dave uh, yesterday. Uh, for those of you fans of Are You Being Served? Uh, Trevor Bannister has died at age 76. He played Mr. Lucas, uh, who worked in menswear. Um, so that's quite sad news. Um, it was one of the ones you weren't expecting to go before uh, the others, but uh, yeah. Sad loss. I mean, he most recently um, had been in Last of the Summer Wine. So, all right. That's, yeah. Oh God, I read that on the end of that on the bad note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a seventy-six, was he? Something like that. seventy-five, seventy-six. Yeah, seventy-six. So. Yeah. Just see, uh, Darth has put in also in the BFA Nocturne. No, whatever that's in reference to. Big finish audio. Even audio nocturne. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yes. So that's sad. I rather was rather fond of Mr. Lucas, but yes. yes, I should have done that first, and then we should have done all the chipper news later. <laughs> but uh, well, all right. Nothing more now. Uh, it's time to move on to our main topic. But in case you happen to arrive here and the the room is open, here's some information on how to get on to the collective. If you enjoy listening, why not join the collective and participate yourself? We're on TalkShoe. Call ID 54821. Call in on 724-444-7444. This is a US number, area code 724, so do check your calling plan before dialing in. If you have a SIP client, you can call in for free on 66.212.134.192. Or you can connect in directly via the shoe phone client if you have TalkShoe Live installed. Looking forward to hearing you. Thank you very much, Andy. All right, it's time to go to our main topic, or main topics, as it were. I mean, they're all related, of course. We today are going to be talking about uh, both versions of being human, the uh, UK version and the US version. Uh, the UK version, of course, just ended on season, ended uh, its third series season. Whichever you prefer, um, and of course it's been the the, the uh, first series uh, or season of the U.S. version of Being Human, plus a little bit of a plus. 
there's been a uh, small uh, web show, internet show, proper phraseology. Uh, Red Button Show, I think it was to start with. And it was online. And then it yeah. got a showing in the Being Human slots once Being Human was over. Yeah, in, nice. in a complete uh, one-off episode yep. where all the parts have been put together. Yep. Uh, that show, of course, is Becoming Human. But we'll get to that a little later. Uh, we've done a quick uh, uh, hands-up around the room to see who's actually seen the US version of Being Human. Um, and there's two of us. Uh, Dave has actually uh, caught the two first and a half. Episodes. <laughs> two and a half. Uh, and uh, and Mr. Tim Jury. I'm not sure about Willow's girl, but uh, she's now on audio. So uh, if Dave would unmute her, we can ask her. Yeah, I did unmute her. She's. It's. I'll do it again. But just while we're waiting for her to get her audio sorted out, just remind people that, as you said there, when we do talk about the UK series, we'll be talking about. Series 3. But just to remind people, if they go back and find our episode 33, which we did on the 14th of March last year, um, we did a a double one called Surviving Being Human. And then um, later on, uh, at the beginning of January, 18th of January, I took the the Being Human section of that, took all the news off, took the the survival part out, and... um, that episode went up, as I say, it's called the Recut episode, Being Human, and that covers Series 2 of the UK version, and that's dated the 18th of the 1st January. So if you haven't heard those uh, and uh, you want to hear those first, you know, put this to one side and listen to those. All righty. Hello, Willis Girl. You've actually joined us on audio. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um... <laughs> Have you seen the U.S. version of Being Human? Um, yes, I saw the first couple of episodes, but I had to stop watching not because it was any good, but because on the same time as the BBC version, so it was really doing my head, and I decided to just watch one at a time. So I'm going to yeah. start watching, I think I got just to episode seven of the U.S. version. Unfortunately for me, some of that broke up, so I didn't quite get yeah. all that. I don't know if it was... It was really good for me, too. Hmm? Yes, you're getting some choppiness on your audio, unfortunately. You said it was on the same time as something else, but we didn't catch uh, as, uh, as a BBC version, and I couldn't, you know, watch the both of them because, you know, I would be comparing um, one version to the other, and I felt it was best to just watch the BBC version and then switch over to the U.S. version later on. I, right. I believe I just got up to episode seven of the U.S. version. Okay, okay. Good now. I see your audio is working fine now. Will it start? Oh, oh, great! great. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Would you stop downloading? I mean, <laughs> never mind. Um, so we'll leave you three to talk about it and 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 inform us. Um, I just it's, there's nothing against the series. I just haven't had the time, unfortunately, to um, right. to get into it. And I intend to at some point maybe catch up on it, depending on how good it is. And so I'll leave that up to the three of you to convince us uh, whether it's uh, worthwhile delving into it or best left uh, enjoying the uh, UK version. So well, should I play the, the little short trailer first of uh, the American series? Yes, go ahead. Sir. Only, only 30 seconds. My life is different now. 
I'm different. Someone says hi to the neighbors anymore, you know why? Because ah! we're the neighbors. I know what you are. How? She's a ghost. Not all vampires are bad. You are a werewolf. We'll have full moon parties. We'll invite the neighbors over and eat. Being Human, a new original series, coming in January, only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater. And when the conversation dries up, I have got a, a two-minute clip of the cast talking about their version of the show. Just just a small observation, and maybe this will kick off some discussion, I don't know. But the one thing that does slightly irritate, having seen some clips from the show as I was surfing around the internet today, is why is it that American shows, everybody has to be so damn pretty? Mm. I'll leave you with that thought. That, that, there is that. I, I, I can start the discussion with that very point because the, one of the plot lines they have running in it is um, something that's in, I think it was season one of the UK, Being Human, where there's someone from, uh, I forget the Irish guy's name now. I'm terrible on remembering character names. Aidan Turner playing John Mitchell. Yeah, John M- Mitchell's past shows up and she's suffering from um, uh, cancer I think and she's set to die and she's someone who's in the UK version noticeably older like in her 50s or something or possibly even older than that and in the US version they seem to be running a similar plot line in the later episodes uh, but she's like a good 20 years younger Right. Well, that's just one thing. But, um, well, the, the 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 clash thing that Willis Girl mentioned. I mean, it it started running uh, as the last few episodes of our being human was running, and I was a little bit cautious about it for that reason. Uh, but in the end, I thought, well, it's different enough to watch it and sort of start getting into their different take on the characters, and so I did start watching it. And I, I don't think I found it as addictive as the UK version, because I'd slip behind and I'd have to check episode guides and go, oh, that means there's a couple of episodes to catch up on, so I'd have to track down a couple more episodes. And it it's, it's kind of similar but different. It, it has that thing that, as, as Ian says... Everybody's a bit kind of good-looking. Uh, because it's a remake, it, it treads over ground that we know from season one of them buying the house, or renting the house, I think it is. And uh, of um, uh, in our version, it's Annie's. Um, and in the US version, it's Sally's killer. Uh, if I'm not giving a plot line beyond episode 7 because I cannot remember when that we're, when we're that going to have to include spoiler warning in, in yeah. inadvertently or not we're going to as they say on staggering stories spoiler music, spoiler music <laughs> certain <laughs> things may be discussed but um, no it's it's been a fairly good watch but um, as I said before we started recording there's some interesting changes in it and um, one of them is um, a plot line that we didn't get until season three uh, of uh, the 
George yeah, just, is... Yeah. Just say which yeah, one you're smiling yeah. to the UK characters. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. In the US version, then we didn't get to season three of George's girlfriend being pregnant. Um, the the story is also told kind of in reverse. At which point I have to give a, give, give a big spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. <laughs> Cover your ears now, because I'm about to reveal something that doesn't come until about episode 13. But in the earlier episodes of season one, we established that she's pregnant. And then in episode 13, then she discovers the scratch on her arm. And as I remember, they did it the other way around in the UK version. Yeah, they ended a season... Um, killing someone off and her discovering the scratch on her arm and then they started the next season with her discovering she's pregnant um, It shows a lot of confidence that they actually started I mean first of all I hadn't realised that it, it was a 13 episode first season because as we've usually pointed out many UK series are, are much shorter ones than that when we talk yeah. about Prime Evil Ep- and so on Epsguides.com is your friend Dave yeah, yeah. Well, I've actually got the Wikipedia. Uh, com is very useful because it just strips it down to an episode list. If you want to just know how many episodes there are in a season, it will just take you straight to that information. Yeah. Any more actual observations on uh, on the actual, either the differences between this and the UK version are on... On, on whether you took to it or whether you found it difficult to see different actors playing familiar roles. Well, it, it was it was it was difficult because we're used to our actors, and of course we end up being biased and saying we're so much more used to them, and so they seem more suited to the parts to us because we've seen them playing them for much longer. Um, I think once I'd got used to the way it was cast, it was well cast. Um, some, let me see some interesting things. Um, uh, the, I think are they referred to as the old ones in the UK version. Yes. Yeah, I think in the UK version they're referred to as being in Canada. Uh, in the US version, they actually show up on screen and they're referred to as the Dutch. Although oddly, this being an American show, none of them speak with Dutch accents, which. In a, in a way, I think we hey, should we be thankful for. No, but I think we should be thankful for after shows like um, Fraser had people attempting attempting uh, UK accents. But it, it, it's full of things where you can tell they've gone to. Oh, I keep forgetting names. The creator of the British show is Toby. Without yeah, Toby Whithouse. You can tell they've gone to Toby Whithouse and said, um, OK, uh, we, we like this plot, we're going to use it. We like this plot, we're going to use And they kind of like sort of cherry-picked stuff from all um, three seasons. And I'm running out of stuff to say. Does <laughs> anyone well, else well, want one, to throw something one, in? One question Doris has asked in, in, the, in the text chat is, um, uh, is it a better adaptation? Uh, than the US life on Mars was of the UK life on Mars. Did they do a better job trying to to bring over a show like that? I think so, from what I saw. Tim, what do you think? Um, well, they're very different shows. 
Um, it's, no, it's, we think they did a better job of the adaption this time. I think it did feel far more similar to the original show, if that's what you're trying to ask, Darth. So, yes. I mean, the US Life on Mars, they did change it an awful lot, whereas this, this was essentially... In a lot of ways, our show just set in a U.S. city with U.S. characters. Right. Well, let me just add a few things in there. Um, I, 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 I've only seen about two or three of the the original ones. Uh, sorry, the American ones. And um, it actually, I overcame what was an initial funny response to uh, you know seeing different people play these parts. Um, I felt. Uh, a slight resistance to it, uh, a subconscious one, I suppose. Um, but then um, I was thinking, where do I know the the chap that's playing Aiden from? And of course, I realised that the uh, the actor uh, Sam Whit Whit, where whatever his, how you pronounce it, has actually just been in Smallville series eight. Now I won't say what his part because we don't want to spoil people for other shows, but um, he was in. Smallville Series 8, but he played a dual character, let's say that, in um, Smallville, and uh, he seemed to play a very, very good role, very um, empathic role, I suppose you could argue, he, in one of his um, um, uh, appearances. I'm, tr- I'm trying to cage round what he was in Smallville, but the point was, uh, I'm assuming that it was from that 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 they cast him in the the road of Alien because I think Aiden has to be the pivotal character for the series. If you if you've got that characterisation wrong, then I do feel as though even though a lot of people might say that the you know the the two V character, the werewolf character, is um, the the sort of uh, humorous element and the um, the sort of uh, a big, very big part of the show. I do feel as though the Aiden character is pivotal, and when we we do start talking about the uh, the British series later on, uh, one of my questions will be, you know, where will the British series go from where it ended? But uh, I don't think we have to move on to that. Anybody else want to um, talk about the actual particular actors? I mean, I think the girl that played Annie seemed to do a pretty good role, and uh, um, and I also would agree with. Um, uh, Tim, that uh, they seem to move through the plot points fairly rapidly. I mean, in, I think in the first two episodes, we'd covered about five episodes, it seemed to me. It seemed to be an awful lot of stuff brought into it. Was the American ghost girl called Annie, or did she have a different name? She's Annie, called I know Sally. Sally. She's called Sally in the US version. But another thing that comes to mind is that the the the, the Aiden character in the the US show, they seem to have made him more of a, a central character rather than in our show. It's a bit more of an ensemble. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, he's not, not hugely a central character, but they've given him more plot, I think, is a better way of putting it. Uh, perhaps this might be a good point for me to uh, play the... Uh, the little clip I've got of the the US cast talking, because some of these points that we're now airing, uh, they actually cover. It's just over two minutes, and it's them on a talk show talking about the series that's about to begin. Being human tells the story of three roommates just trying to live a normal life, but struggling with their double identities as mythical creatures. The stars of the show are with us now in studio. 
Sam Whitwer, Sam Huntington, Megan Rath. Good to have you all here. Hi, thank hey, you. Good to be here. How's it going? Um, th this was a huge, this series was, it's, it is huge in the UK. Mm. So, uh, did you get, were you familiar with it before you got the role? Uh, we, I had to be informed um, because, you know, when you hear the pitch for the series, it's like a setup for a, for a joke. You know? Yeah. Empire, yeah. Werewolf and a Ghost, walk into walk a bar. In, exactly. Um, but but it, it actually is uh, quite an impressive drama on the BBC, and uh, yeah. and I had to be uh, educated on that when I was auditioning. And, and I think you, you guys too, right? Yeah, all, yeah, all three of us. We, yeah. hadn't, we didn't know about it before, and then I think we, we each watched uh, a few episodes uh, before, but then since we started, they didn't want us to see any of it, just so we, uh, you, you, you know, we're, we're right. given this core of something, the script and that concept that's amazing, and now we have this opportunity to use our imagination and bring who we are to it and something different. Was it the audition you did together? Or that yeah. was exactly yeah, yeah. what happened. We tested together. And, and the chemistry kind of happened right away. Yeah. I just kind of sat down with these jerks and was like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was about it. Yeah. Individually, obviously, we all had to perform, but I think the show really kind of uh, relies on the, on the chemistry. That's what the show's about. I mean, it's, it's really a relationship show. Yeah. It's about um, these characters, so it was really important to them that we all... Uh, related in some yeah. way and yeah. it's interesting because I mean who you are as werewolves vampires ghosts I mean it that it really takes uh, backstage it, I mean it, it it's it's a mechanism really that's exactly it? right yeah. three characters well the wonderful thing about these scripts is that if you stripped out the word vampire or werewolf or ghosts and yeah. replaced it with like say drug addict or, or uh, rageaholic or whatever mm -hmm. yeah exactly you, if you take out the the genre stuff the scripts still stand on their own yeah. that's what i responded to when i read mm -hmm. the scripts when i was auditioning it was like yeah this is really strong stuff okay um yes but uh, to answer some of Dale's questions in text there uh, i think it not only can can be said to be a, um a better than the Life on Mars American adaption, not just because it's similar, but in terms of the way it's been realized and the, the casting that they've done and uh, the way that uh, the whole thing seems to hold together. So it's not, I, I wouldn't say it was just better because it was more like the UK version, but it just seems to be a better produced and um, crafted show to me. Uh, interesting point there. Uh, one of the, to the girl in that interview, there they said that you know when when they were auditioning for being human, they started watching the uh, the UK version, but then once they started to film and get going, they were told by their producers to stop. Now, would those of you that have seen it? Do you think that would have been a good idea to you know mind the other series that just do your own thing, do your be your own characters, or do you think? Um, the watching how um, Mitchell, Annie, and George, the, U the UK versions, interact would have been more of a help for them. No, I think it was better the way they did it because they're not trying to sort of. It's not a question of a straight adaption just for the American audience to so make it more um, acceptable to the American audience. They were they were using it as the starting point and um, following the plot closely but seems seemingly to me fairly quickly even though I only saw two or three episodes and then presumably uh, they can then veer off and and Tim has already said how how they brought things in at different um, points in the storyline to the UK one so certainly if, if uh, uh, do we know if it's been given the go-ahead for 
for the series, by the way. Is anybody in the room? Yes, that? because there was a caption at the bottom of the screen on the one I was watching today. Want to know about Being Human Season 2? Go to ah. this website. So, yep, they're, they're commissioned a second season. Speaking as, a, as a, an actor, even though it's just a you know amateur theater, um, it's generally a good idea not to watch. Say if you're doing, uh, at the moment we're doing Laughter on the 23rd Floor, and people are like, oh, have you seen the movie version? I'm like, no. Are you going to watch it? No. Because then you, you, you know, if you watch something like that, then you tend to start, you know, taking on attributes of uh, somebody else's performance, and it's not a good good thing to do. So I can understand why they didn't want them to see too much of it, because otherwise then you start kind of taking on these elements that aren't really yours, or the yeah. intentions of the, the of the production, you know, of the U.S. production. So, and then presumably you'll be judged on how near you are, how Badly, you'd mimic them, and that wasn't right. the, the the task at hand. Right. Um, I mean, I I find it kind of difficult at the moment because uh, somebody said to, told me that uh, the part I'm playing in Light on the Twenty Third Floor was played by J.K. Simmons on on stage, and I think in the movie, and so that's difficult knowing who he is and knowing um, some of his mannerisms. Try not to <laughs> let that affect what I'm doing. Try to let the director tell me what to do. It's hard knowing, you know. Knowing who played the old phrase is stick to the text. Exactly. Oh. Yep. I mean, they've got a pretty impressive cast here. I mean, this Sam, Sam, Samuel Whittier, is it? I can't pronounce it. I mean, uh, I've just noticed he's been in Dark Angel, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, Battlestar Galactica, Crank. Oh, that, I wonder if that's the movie, Crank, that uh, Darth mentions. Dexter, Bones, um... Uh, Smallville, of course, I've mentioned already, and I think Darth mentioned in text about Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars. Uh, Sam Huntington, whose name is there another actor called Sam Huntington? That name seems very familiar to me. You're probably thinking of Sam Worthington, who uh, is uh, from uh, Avatar and the like. Okay, right. Well, he's been uh, uh, he's been in uh, Superman Returns. Uh, and that's about the only one that I recognise from him and uh, Megan Rath is it the girl who plays the Sally part um, she's been in a few TV series um, Heartland The Assistants um, so so obviously the uh, the Aiden character is the actor who's nominally the lead uh, the lead character or the lead actor in the role it looks as though I'm listening for that clip it sounds as though he was picked first um even though the as you quite rightly pointed out Scar, they, they said they'd auditioned together but i've got a feeling that he was picked first and then they auditioned to see if they had chemistry with him i think he was perhaps being generous in that interview saying it the way he did well this girl and, do you want uh, to come I, in at, oh sorry sorry i just put uh, some links into the chat if you go to uh the sci-fi uh, channel's website for being human. Uh, there is uh, information there on the fact that uh, they are definitely going ahead next year with uh, Series 2. That's all. Will this go? Um, Anything I have... with... oh, what were you about to say? Uh, I was going to say, you know, you listen to the, the actors talking there. Uh, 
and you've heard one or two of the comments from other people in the room. Is there anything further that you want to add at this point? Um, nothing further. Um, I can't remember what Mike said. Mike, did you say you'd not caught any of this? Well, none of the US version. Are you familiar with any of these actors? Uh, none of the names sound... I mean, I... Well, going through what Darth has listed and what you've listed about other shows, I mean, from those, yeah, but, uh, hmm. Not that familiar. Yeah, I think the chap that was in Smallville is probably the, the most uh, likely person that you will have come across uh, in your TV viewing. Just uh, a I mean, question. Oh. Diana, this is a quick question about uh, the being human. Obviously, over here we haven't really caught it. Uh, has there been any uh, words on any UK networks, satellite networks, or mainstream networks picking up the US version of being human? I heard somewhere maybe Sci-Fi uh, UK might have had it, or Sci-Fi UK uh, might be picking it up, but I haven't seen it turn up on the schedule. Does anyone know if it's supposed to be coming to that channel? I think I think if they've now found out that it's going to have more than a single series, they're probably more likely to take interest in it. As you say, um, you know the the I mean, Sky's got so many channels to fill. I mean, something of this nature where it's presumably got uh, an acceptable audience from the from the sheer type of the show and curiosity value. I would have thought that it would have a viewership quite easily, and the, the main reason for the the people in suits to do it would be that it has more than one series and, and of course 13 i mean we, if, if we're going to be sort of pernickety about it you could argue 13 episodes almost like two uk series isn't it it is for most shows yeah. <laughs> um, it always makes me laugh when the americans refer to six episodes which we think of as a series as a mini series not to us it isn't that's perfectly <laughs> yeah. normal yeah, now, I know Darth says he hasn't got a lot to add on this, but uh, uh, are, are you you're obviously familiar with the guy from that was in Smallville? I would have thought. Is there any comments you'd make on him as an actor? Oh, he's a fantastic actor. Sam Whitworth is yeah. an up and coming star, and he's definitely been um, specifically cast, I think, for um, Being Human. Since Being Human runs on Sci-Fi Network, and that was the network that carried Battlestar Galactica. Absolute, the native base of Siffy will know this guy because he played Crashdown, who was a fairly significant um, secondary character on Battlestar Galactica and had a, a memorable death and the whole deal. Like people, that is a character that that lives on in the minds of people who, who love Battlestar Galactica. I don't think he's actually really all that well known for the Smallville part that he played, um, even though he was on it for a full season, just because, you know, you're talking about sort of the back end of Smallville. Series 8 is not a, a series that was particularly well regarded. Right. Um, and, you know, at that point, the show had moved to Friday nights, and it was sort of murky how many people were watching it. Um, but but still, some people would have picked him up from there. Uh, there'd be a lot of people who would have picked him up from... Uh, some aspect of Star Wars, whether you're talking about gameplay, um, you know, in games he has been the eerie, I mean, absolutely eerie voice double for um, Ian McDermott as the Emperor. I mean, it's just 
honestly, you listen. You, if you play Force Unleashed, which is the game that he's perhaps most known for, because he's playing three different roles in there. If you listen to his work as the Emperor, you can't tell a difference. You absolutely can't tell a difference. But more than that, uh, he has been prominent this series of Clone Wars, where he plays a character known only as Sun, who is just essentially the embodiment of the dark side and. Honestly, it's the scariest damn voice you've ever heard in your life. You may not know who who that actor was if that's your only contact with him, but you will have come away from the episodes that he was in absolutely scared in in the same sense that you were scared of Darth Vader the first time you heard his voice. Um, he's a, he's a fabulous voice actor. He's got a long list of voice credits, much longer than what IMDb is is saying that he has, um, especially within games lately. Uh, but right. he's he, he he he's it's not just uh, you know a supposition that he is the star of this show. He is the star of the show. He is absolutely the star. Now the guy who's playing um, what's his name um, the what is it the George role is it George in the but Josh original? Josh well it's, but it's, it's Josh Sam here, Huntington but it's George in the original oh, yeah. right yeah yeah okay. yeah okay so the Josh role the werewolf role. That guy's pretty famous too. I mean, you know, he did play Jimmy Olsen. That's that's some cachet uh, in Superman Returns. Uh, he also, you know, again another Star Wars connection. He played. He was in Fanboys, and that was a, a, a pretty successful film, especially given its really small budget. I mean, it certainly was a successful film. Um, he's had a few credits, but I mean, he's not he's not Whitwer. Whitwer is where it's at, really. And uh, unless something goes terribly wrong with Whitwer's career. Uh, I would think that within five years, and not because of being human, because of something else, I would think that Whitworth will be a a household name, or at least a much more famous name than than he is right now. Right, he's, he's got he's, two things coming up. He's got hmm. the the return of Joe Rich, which I assume is a film post production, and uh, the ultimate ultimate Spider Man TV series. Yeah. yeah. So that, that'll be feeding into his voice work. So he's, it's actually really unusual uh, to be both an active uh, voice stylist and to be in front of the camera at the same time and to have two active careers going on, especially when you are young. I mean, that's a, it's, it's understandable a little bit when you have, you know, like Jack Black, somebody who's established a career and, uh, you know, who headlines stuff. You can see why he would his voice would be used in theatrical releases. But to have the kind of dual career that Whitworth is having at his age and at his level of, you know, somewhat relative obscurity, that's unusual. Um, and he, he's just got such a fabulous voice. It's, um, it's scary what a voice uh, that he has. There's a an episode of uh, the Force cast. The Force cast is a... Uh, it comes from the Force.net, which is the, essentially the major community of Star Wars fans. So a little bit like um, uh, Gallifrey One used to be, or what? Apo's Gallifrey. It's essentially like Apo's Gallifrey, and they run their own uh, this thing called the Force Cast, and they manage to attract the big names. And there's a, a, an episode of that, which you can look up in, if you get the the feed. Um, there's an episode of that where uh, Dave Filoni, who is the the creative director, showrunner of the Clone Wars, talks about having Whitworth in the studio recording stuff. And he's like, this guy's voice 
is so incredibly powerful that we had to dial down every mic. We had to put a secondary mic behind the first mic because he, was, he just blew the first mic away. In order to get a clean recording, we needed two mics. His voice was that powerful. And he scared everybody in the room when he was doing the voice. The dude right. is just, he's just powerful. Well, it, um, says, uh, it says on, his, on the wiki page that his first love is music. He's the lead mm. singer in his own band, the, mm. crushed, the Crash Tones. Yeah. So definitely a personality to watch out for. I mean, I've not seen anything to do with being human, uh, the American version, so I don't know anything about that. But I, I, I mean, the name, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, so it would be something to watch for if I didn't dislike the concept. Right. Yeah, I was just that was going to be my next question. If you if you if you're following, because I know that you have said I think before that uh, quite often because we did it when we actually did a topic on this about following programs for one actor or one character. uh, You you have that way that you thread your way through uh, entertainment, following people. So perhaps you get around to it. I don't think I'll ever get around to it. I mean, this is just unless it you know really takes off, it goes into eight years or something like that, then, then maybe I, I will definitely think about it. But, you know, just based on, on what I've seen of the original British version, it's not bad. It's not horrible TV by any means. I can understand why it's lauded. It's just simply not for me. And I, I'm just not that interested in, in following it. Okay. Um, right. Uh, Ian, I don't know whether we want to just ask anybody else in the room. Have they got any more comments on this and perhaps move on to the UK version? Sounds like a plan. Any more for any more on the US version of Being Human? All right, I think that amount answers the question for itself right there. (laughs) 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 All right, well, this year we uh, launched into uh, Series 3 of Being Human. Uh, We'll pick up uh, after uh, the end of Series 2 with... uh, Everyone moving to Barry Island in South in in, in South Wales. Um, of course, some very uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm assuming that they uh, they did filming there as well because there was I think the hospital there was the same one that was used in um, in uh, Ledworth Hospital. Yes, Ledworth Hospital. Yes, from the eleventh um, hour. Yeah. Yes, that there must you be go. Some, that's a quite a long commute from Barry Island up to Upper Ledworth. I have to say. <laughs> Yes. Um, and of course, they they set up a house in a form of bed and breakfast and attempt to resume their normal lives, despite the overhang of results from the Series 2 climax. Of course, uh, uh, Mitchell, of course, having you know, murdered a whole bunch of people on a train, and uh, and uh, now he's uh, run off to... Uh, in, in the opener, we see him run off uh, to uh, Limbo to, to try and get Annie back, and uh, yes... The show picks up from there. Um, yep. Uh, well, uh, on, on, on the whole, I'm going to start off this by saying I was a little less than impressed with Series 3. Um, it turned into kind of a, a Monster of the Week uh, kind of thing. Uh, I mean, there was some good stuff in there, but for the most part, uh, uh, it lacked the the tension of series two. Series two 
definitely kind of picked up the thread from series one and, and pulled it up more and and you know but this just seemed to kind of uh, drop it a little and uh, the 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 cliffhanger of course which we i mean just everybody were warned we're talking about the entire video series one two and three here all wrapped into a nice little ball so there are going to be spoilers so uh, if you have not seen series three or in fact series one and two if you only listening for the stuff that we did on the U.S. version. Uh, go watch it and then come back to this. So. Right. Let me uh, let's play a, a clip. Um, I've skipped the. I mean, I'm not going to play a clip from every episode. But you, like you mentioned, that one of the dangers you thought was that it was going to come monster the the week. And one of the things that actually was discussed a lot on the boards when it was announced was that um, there was going to be a fourth. Uh, member, maybe a recurring member, maybe a one-off member, it wasn't really clear, because of course we had a ghost, a vampire and a werewolf, now we were going to get the uh, undead. Uh, so let me just play, I might play two clips back to back, well, I'll play the first clip first, which is a very short 50 second one. This is by the way from episode uh, called Type 4, which is actually episode 17, but the third in series 3. I think I might fancy me. Finally. You knew? Oh, Mitchell, Annie is many things, but subtle she is not. You rescued her from hell. That kind of thing tends to turn a girl's head. How long have you known? <laughs> I don't know, a couple of weeks, pretty much since she came back. And for future reference, no one says fancy anymore. And you didn't think to tell me? Um, no, because I'm not 12. And did, you, did you seriously not pick up on any of this? That whole... Guardian Angel business. Okay, so she hasn't actually told you. Oh, well, we are 12, aren't we? No, she hasn't told me. She fancies you. She doesn't need to. Her body language is deafening. <laughs> what a mess. And just after he thinks that's his big problem, this is when the uh, this fourth character uh, appears on the scene. Guys, I'm in trouble. There's a dead woman after me. Well, what happened? Are you okay? I was walking past this club. Dead woman got thrown out of the club, but but she could see me. And she followed me home. Why didn't you just wake a ghost home? Well, that would be that would be because I was under a lot of pressure. Okay. I just got up for a pee. That's not a ghost. I can smell her. What, from here? Oh, yeah. Even without the whole wolf thing. Well, of course you can smell her. She's got a body. I'm sure I mentioned that. So, she's dead. But she's got a body. But she's rotting. This is not good. But that's why I was so scared. If she was just dead, dead, no problem. But, but that is just weird. No, no, no. I think she's gone. Oh, I thought we were supposed to be the scary ones. Go and check the window. She's <laughs> oh, down. I think people can see her. Well, of course they can see her. She's got a body. Well, we've got to let her in. What? We have a shouting pissed corpse on our doorstep. Right, and you want a shouting pissed corpse inside? She's going to draw attention to the house, Annie. To us. What if somebody calls the police, huh? Oh, 
she stopped shouting. What's she doing now? Crying, I think. And then just sitting. But she's still quite loud. She stinks. <laughs> and, and actually, that was one of the the best clips that I've, I've got of the whole season away because we're right at that balance point between the humour and uh, the darkness and uh, I think this might be a good point to bring Tim in because I think he's already mentioned that uh, he felt as though Series 3 was quite a lot darker but let him say it in his own words. Tim? I thought it took a while to get going Series 3 and that that was... I think a relatively early episode, and certainly one of the highlights of the earlier the third, part yeah. of the, the, the series. You're going, you're going, oh, so they're going to do zombies. But but it's Toby Whithouse, so you know it's going to be some kind of original take on zombies. So it turns out to be something to do with um, rather dodgy um, medical experiments going on in the hospital. Um... But there's some nice comedy bits in that, though, because um, Annie gets her makeup kit out on on this girl and covers her makeup to try and cover up the fact that her body's rotting and then, like, sprays perfume all over her and then they can go clubbing. <laughs> you can pass as just about human. You can't think, had, had it been in the American show, they'd have involved Halloween to some extent. Yes, yeah. But uh, as you say, with that bit, you don't know whether they're going for humour or darkness or a complete mixture. Well, I think well, the, the balance was, was just mixture, about right. That's what's, I, th- yeah. I think the the mixture, I mean, maybe I'm just not getting the gags, but I think the the mixture of humour, drama is, I think, at times more 50-50 in our show. And what gags there are in our show is certainly funnier than the US gags. As I say, maybe I'm just not getting the US gags, but I'm certainly found the US show darker and more generally a drama to watch with not 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 as many gags in it. Ian? Sorry, I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting one. I mean, yeah, there's some definitely... <laughs> grim humor. Um, and of course, the reason for these, I, I, I did like the, their kind of take on the whole zombie thing, rather than it being a disease or or you know a drug or or just it, it was basically caused by uh, by Mitchell uh, going to get Annie uh, because he had entered you know the, the limbo area. Um, at the same time that these people had an a-, a car accident, uh, they hadn't been able to go through, so they were stuck in their bodies. Um, and some quite horof- hor- <laughs> horrific um, results of the, the, you know, the the medical staff trying to figure out what was going on with them, and they tortured them, and then when they couldn't figure anything out, they burned them alive, well, alive, dead, whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, an interesting one. Mike, anyone? You've been kind yeah. of noisy over there. 
Well, it's because I don't really have that much to say about either series. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as Darth, as you know, kind of losing interest, et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, haven't had time to, you know, watch more episodes. I'm kind of hoping that they they uh, fix things in, in Series 4. I was a, well, was a well, bit at odds with, with Series 3. But, yeah. Sorry, well, let's go on. I'll jump a couple ahead to, uh, well, jump ahead to the... The one that brings in the uh, the father and son, the Robson Green. What about, about Scardis? He hasn't said anything. Oh, yet. sorry, Scardis. Okay, and uh, by the way, the one that brings in that father and son is actually episode one uh, of series three. It's uh, Leah. Uh, okay, a few things about uh, series three. It was an eight episode long series, uh, each sixty minutes running time. Uh, for the first time now, uh, uh, series one and series two, there wasn't actually episode names, uh, as as we would be more traditionally familiar with with most series. This has only come in since series three. So episode one you had called Leah, episode two Adam's family, uh, episode three type four, episode four the pack, episode five the longest day, episode six Daddy Ghoul, episode seven Though the Heavens Fall. And episode eight was the wolf-shaped bullet. Uh, general thoughts on it? We just start for a moment with uh, episode one, Leah, uh, where we had the uh, couple of guest stars. Uh, we um, they well publicised that Robinson Green was coming in, and also um, oh, name escapes me. Who plays Stacy Turner? So yeah, there we go, Stacy Turner, who uh, was in as Leah in episode one. Um, and also a special surprise guest that was a surprise for me in um, uh, Reese from Torchwood, Kai Owen, uh, who uh, put in a nice uh, humorous uh, role there with uh, George, so that was fun. And um, yeah, we also saw Graham as well, didn't we? The, the the one that was basically copying Aiden. He thought Aiden was like his role model and he wanted to emulate him. Yeah, he comes in about, I think, episode... Oh, episode three. four. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, episode three, type four, yeah. Um, yeah, so just on episode one there for a moment, just to start with that one. It was a good, strong start, you know, and a nice, again, with the... Make the... What I think Being Human does well, which is the mix of the humour and the drama. And... For me, I thought in general the 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 humor starts to wane away, particularly towards the the, the latter part of the series, particularly when um, Herrick start uh, turned up again. Once that 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 um, that arc started coming into place, then the the hum the whole humor thing of it uh, started to fade away. I mean, you even just take for example. That uh, clip that you, you you played there earlier from Type Four and George just comes in from a, yeah, and he got up for a pee. So you know, and all of a sudden we have um, fancying and uh, zombies outside and and things like that. But the, um, another point I've seen uh, on on forums before uh, that this series seemed to take a, a sort of um, a, 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 because it was an X B and B the the, the, the Kind of um, he called it monster week earlier. I'd say it was um, guest of the week, 
uh, basically where somebody would come in and they would try to help them out, uh, help them uh, on the yeah, on the straight and narrow. I mean, with Leah, of course, we had to bring back um, Mitchell being helped, uh, we say helped by Leah. Uh, episode two, then Adam's family. Of course, we had Adam and um, the return of who wants to be who wants to be in my chair. Sorry, plant. Um, uh, yeah, but basically we had you know help Adam um, uh, go back on the straight and narrow path, and more on that later. Type four, of course, we had the uh, Sasha, the zombie. But, um, and so they took her in, they helped her out, and you know kind of. Stop in a second. I don't know you're, tr- you're holding your mic, but we're getting some background noise alongside your audio. Oh, okay. I'm on a hand, uh, um, headset, so maybe, maybe I'm breathing into it or something. So let's try to move it a bit. Um, so the uh, people helping in the pack, of course, we had, of course, um, the two new vampires, not vampires, sorry. Werewolves, uh, McNair and his son. Uh, interesting actor point on Tom, uh, played by Michael Sutton. Okay. okay there? Yeah, you suddenly stopped there. Yeah, no, I, I, I heard you. I thought you were about to uh, interrupt me too. Yeah, uh, so Michael Socha, or Socha, is that how you pronounce that? Uh, anyway, he has a sister called Lauren Sosha, who most of us would know as from Misfits. The um, oh, her character's name um, jumped on my head. Uh, the the Gobby. Um, Gobby what? Mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> the Gobby mind reader. What's her name? What's character name? Come on, Ian. You watch Misfits. <laughs> I'm at a loss as well. <laughs> you know the, the 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 character from Misfit who has who can hear other people's thoughts. Oh, yeah. I keep thinking her character's name, Lord. It's not. It's, it's, that's her actress's name. I keep getting her mixed up with um, Lauren from um, Little Britain. But uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, tangent. So that's the pack from episode four. And then from episode five, we have Herrick back. Well, it's just uh, can can we stop at episode four and we'll we'll play a clip from that and then before you go on to the later ones, here's a clip from the the pack. Tea? Do you like tea? Yeah, why not? Lovely girl. You don't talk to her. You don't even look at her. Well, lucky she's dead already. Saves you the trouble of killing her one day. What are you doing here? Really? Did somebody send you for me? Vampires and their vanity. I've done nothing to you. You spilled my boy's blood. So I'm going to spill yours. Oh, yeah? This, is it? How did you get in there? I didn't invite you. Yeah, a little factoid here. Mobile homes don't count. There must be something to do with all the gypsies we used to munch on in Transylvania. I've never been able to work it out. I want you out of my house. It's just getting comfortable. You've heard stage your welcome in there. 
you hang around any longer and it's bad on us. You hear me? Ah, uh, well, McNair's West stubborn bastards. My granddad lived to be 103. That's older than a lot of vampires. I'm coming for you, pal. You can't outrun me. You definitely can't outfight me. You can't even outlive me. I always thought that was funny, him saying he can't fight me. Uh, obviously, at the time of the full moon, I would imagine he can't f- outfight him, but during the rest of the, the month, he should be able to outfight him. But um, Anyway, go on, Scardius. That was the, the clip from the pack. Yeah, um, well, I want to say that the, the um, non-werewolf, uh, that um, he does pull up a bit of a fight. I mean, he has knocked out quite a few of the vampires, including uh, Daisy from last series. Uh, so, yeah, so anyway, the, the, the theme I picked up from series three, like I say, is that they are in a former guest house, and the guests that they get in, in this guest house, in this former guest house, they try and kind of turn around and, and straighten them out. So we got up to the pack where I mentioned it was uh, McNair and Tom, and in episode 19 we had the uh, that poor social worker. Uh, didn't really get help with the place, but um, uh, and a Herrick yeah. in there as well. And then in episode 20 it was um, uh, Daddy Ghoul, which was um, George's dad. Uh, George had thought had gone ghost, but hadn't quite gone ghost. And then uh, episodes seven and eight, through the heaven falls and the wolf tables, kind of got away from helping the guest stars, unless we count uh, Nancy, the detective. And another interesting cast point about Nancy, uh, she um, played by Erin Richards. Now she was in Torchwood, but it's not somewhere you'd recognise her from. Reason being is that she was actually in the radio play, uh, one of the, what was the second radio play, but would have been the first of the three that came out before um, Children of Earth. She was in Asylum, where she played the uh, the refugee, Frida. So just an interesting point. You might, you, you, you take it over from somewhere, but... You don't know the face, but that's where you, you you might know her from. She's she was in torture right. there. And uh, I just see on chat as well, going back to my point uh, about uh, Lauren Sotch's character. Her name was Kelly. Kelly Bailey apparently is her full name. So if you're listening to the podcast later and it was wrecking your head, uh, that was the answer there for that was uh, Kelly Bailey. So yeah, that was the the main sort of arc across the whole series that was that I thought picked up was that basically you had the guests come in, they, the Being Human uh, three or four piece, we should say, because of course you have Nina in there now as well. Um, the, 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 it was rather than Monster of the Week, it was Guest of the Week, and we try and help them out and sort them out and on their way to a better life. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it gets complicated, doesn't it? Because, I mean, uh, the Aiden character is, is obsessed with Herrick because... Uh, he he can't believe that Herrick has survived because um, of course he uh, in the previous series uh, George had uh, ripped him apart and uh, so because he he's got this now uh, message of needing the previous uh, series in the series before yeah, yeah right right yeah but he's got this 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 
what portent or whatever that he's going to be killed by a werewolf, and he wants to know how Herrick survived being uh, attacked. Uh, well, not survived, but came back after the attack uh, by George. So um, that's very strange. And then, of course, we have the the sort of red herring of this uh, guy that I mentioned early on, the uh, the chap who's uh, uh, copying, as it were. Um, Graham. Uh, he, Graham, who wants to be uh, sort of a groupie, and he's the one that has the box tunnel uh, um, clip of uh, things that um, that is then hidden in the attic, uh, and all the different threads get mixed together. And um, the, the, then, of course, Annie sets herself the task of trying to solve the problem. We've got the uh, Herrick fighting all these urges that he sees. He's got this little hole in the attic roof and he's looking down. So there's all sorts of things going on. Let me play a little clip from, this is the start of, um, it's not dealing with the, George's father, but it's the, the start of Daddy Girl. It's really the, the recap bit at the beginning. I'll do it. But it has to be done. In the kitchen. You agreed to man. Move. I'm not letting you do it. I'll do it. Do what? Take him. Let me deal with it. We must keep this to ourselves. He's not proof. I'm going to make you tell me everything. You need to come to Barry. You need to talk to a man called John Mitchell. It's going to be the most beautiful day. Something, 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 E, something, something, S. Oh, it's every time I open my mouth. And there's a dent. Something, something, something. Yeah, there's a definite dent. E, something, something, yes. Here, have a feel of this. Don't come any closer. No, seriously, have a, have a feel of it. Said, do not come near me. And what, you want me to apologize? I'm the one who looks like I'm wearing my face inside out. You're the one who should be apologizing. I told you to let her die. I wanted some company. You've got company. Other company, Herrick? I said no recruitment. And why not? It doesn't matter anymore. No. No, why not, Herrick? Oh, did you have something special planned? Oh. Okay, sorry about that. I was uh, trying to not cough while I, cause I can't mute my mic. So if I mute the mic, you uh, lose the audio. So that was the sort of recap at the beginning. Uh, that was taking part, I think, 30 years earlier in our hotel, that second section of that. So I don't know whether you want to move on. Uh, does anybody else want to talk about those episodes up to... Um, up to uh, Danny Gould before we we talk about the the later two episodes. Well, bringing bringing back Herrick was was great. I mean, I was I was looking forward to that since we were teased with it at the end of uh, series two. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get, I think, enough of of the uh, the loveliness, which is uh, uh, Jason Watkins as Herrick, one of my favorite characters from the whole entire series, because he's just um, in a way, so normal-looking, but on the other hand, so damned creepy uh, and so malevolent on a 
uh-huh. purely kind of just everyday ordinary level <laughs> that just he just carries it off so well um and i don't think we got enough herrick and of course we'll get to it when we get to we'll say bullet you know um, i was quite pleased with happened? the way they did it in the end because it might have been a bit predictable to just bring him back and be evil throughout right. the run but to have him brought back in the way they brought him back and have him lose his memory it made him into this unpredictable force that they were keeping up in their attic and you thought oh he might his memory might come back this week while their backs are turned and they're concerned with something else and in, in a way it, it kind of did play out like that because it sort of came back in bits didn't it, it just, one week he'd remember something well they, Mitchell was trying desperately to turn him because he wanted this secret that brought him back to life in the first place Right. Yeah, and you got a little bit of him, of course, by like you do, by showing uh, episodes from the past. You know, from like the cage fighting clip from the past. And, well, that, that, uh, and the that's thing always a, a great plus with being human when you've got characters that have lived hundreds of years. You can do what they've done in in Angel before, where you can say, "Oh, well, what was Mitchell doing in the seventies And do virtually a whole half an episode about what 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 him and um, Eric were up to. Uh, I'm not sure if that is E. Maryland trying to talk. Oh, they've gone off now. It's okay. Uh, usually when we, we have people that come on calls that we're not familiar with, uh, there's always a little bit of worry that um, they are Well, they're muted. It can't have been them, do they? Hmm? They're muted. It can't have been them. Not at my end, and then they dropped off. Anyway, moving I could hear them. I could hear them talking very quietly. Okay. okay, Dave, speak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the if anybody is... can hear Doc, if anybody can hear um, the, the, any of the Doctor Who themes in the background on my audio, uh, that's because uh, Callum is very, very tired and um, is crying an awful lot and needs to calm down. So there's only one thing that calms down one of my children, and that's Doctor Who. <laughs> is that the Doctor <laughs> Who baby? You, you yes. need to contact Chris from Radio Friscaro. I, 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 should, I shouldn't say while we're recording why you should contact him on this. Okay. You can save it to the end then. <laughs> you have to get some well, big finish audios. Well, he certainly had them in a form that would play on my iPhone, so he may have them in a form that will play on something you have. Oh, we've got a, a YouTube video which is about well, is ten, ten minutes, ten minutes long, and it has every theme, and he loves every one of them. He gets it. He gets I, I a little ready during video. the night. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying his eyes out, and obviously you try loads of other things, like rocking him and that, and then suddenly you put the Doctor Who theme. <laughs> not you, not you less have, than the effect have, of Doctor Who, but Will Smith does similar things for him. You, you have taught him well. It was obviously nine yeah. months nine months of hard work there. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing about it, of course, and we've wandered off topic, something we haven't done since the CIA days. Um, we've wandered off topic, but uh, <laughs> uh, he hadn't seen an awful lot of Doctor Who. There's a couple of uh, nights where he you know, wake up and I need to feed him, and you know, I get very bored just sitting there feeding him, so I'd put something on, on and we got Netflix, and so I started watching doc- old Doctor Who episodes. That was about it. I mean, I had friends saying, well, you must play it all the time in the car or something. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but yes, it's an associative thing. He hears Will, Doctor Will. Who. That's yeah. when he gets the comfort of food. So 
<laughs> that too, yes. Um, that and he also likes the visuals as well. If, if if it comes on, he tends to look over towards the laptop to see if he can um, see the vortex and stuff. But anyway, yeah. back to being human. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about and, that, and folks. Willis Girl has come back in, and uh, it, it was her that came in his email. And I could just hear a voice very quietly, but I couldn't identify the voice. So I'm glad uh, you're back on audio. Okay, well, uh, let me, uh, well, we've got a natural pause. Let me uh, play a clip from the next episode, episode 21, but the the penultimate episode, uh, Though the Heavens Fall. And, of course, it's getting dark as well by now. Look, I'm just saying, this is vampire business. You start mixing it with human laws and courts and stuff, and God knows what could happen. Yeah, well, it's a bit late to worry about that, isn't it? All right, well, well, say you do leave the police to Daisy, okay? They arrest her, they process her, they take her photograph, and bam! That's it! The world knows about vampires, and it's total... This is first contact. It's biblical, but religion, history, science, they lose everything. And the trauma of that, could you imagine? We need more drawing pens. Annie! Vampires must have been arrested in the past. Yeah, but we used to have an infrastructure in place to sort it out. Oh, so what, Daisy should just get away with it? I'm saying the vampires take care of this sort of thing themselves. Like vampire police? But not actual, it's, it's, it's kind of self-regulating. Well, I thought you said that there wasn't an infrastructure in place. Look, look what I'm saying is... It, it, okay, it, look, what if it was me? Say I didn't die, and I got on that train, and so did Daisy, and I don't know, that was my picture in that incident room, not Leah's. What would you do? I wouldn't have known you. Play my what-if game. <sighs> I'd tear the world apart. That's the correct answer. <laughs> I love the bits between those two actors. I don't, uh, that's one of the highlights for you, Ian. Um, well, I found the bit of the, the the romance thing a bit goofy. Um, and it didn't oh, no, 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 not the rumor. The the um the in, just the interplay between them, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that I think they've always done kind of well on the show is this kind of odd humanity to the whole setup. You know, here you've got a, a ghost and vampire and, and and a couple of werewolves and you know they would have these in the show an odd conversation about just like that one where you know well you said it's an infrastructure. Well it's not really it's kind of an unwritten rule and you know, discussing it like it's you know, average normal every day without you know creepy music in the background and everything. It's just a just a regular conversation like they were talking about going to the shops or or or, you know, um what the job you had last week was like or something, you know. Right. Well look, just to bring Mike in, because I know Mike said he, he doesn't have got a lot to contribute about it. Perhaps Mike, you will just fill in some of our listeners um why why we know some of these actors and actors from Doctor Who. I mean I think we mentioned it on one of our commentaries recently about uh uh, one or two of these characters. I mean, and I know most people will know uh, Tuvi, uh, who played the werewolf, as having played uh, Midshipman Frame. But um, do you want to mention any of the others, or have I just dropped that on you? And, and 
Are you there? Have you got the audio? Yeah, I'm still here. It's just that I just right offhand without consulting the internet. I don't really. Russell Tovey is really the only one I recognize from Doctor well, Who. Just I'll, gridlock. Gridlock. Leonard Critchlow has been in Do gridlock. Do you see how short my my memory is? Apparently. And Sinead Keenan was in the uh, uh, the End of Time parts one and two as Adams. Uh, oh, she was one of the Vinci. Uh, I remember only only realising that after other people pointed it out. Yeah, the green conquer. Yeah, the green conquer. It, cert- <laughs> it certainly came up when there was a being human uh, panel at a con I went to. I think last year, someone pointed out that two of the three actors on stage had been in Doctor Who, and why hadn't Aiden been in Doctor Who? And he had to go. Well, they haven't asked me yet. <laughs> right. Now it's might, it might not ever happen, but uh, we'll get to that at the end of the year. Uh, well, no, no, it might, might yet happen. Well, he, he's, he's tied up for a little bit anyway, but we'll get to that at the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, yes. Maybe not as much in front of the camera, but there's a couple more links behind the camera uh, with Dean Newman. Um, obviously, of course, Toby Withhouse, the showrunner, has written for Doctor Who in the past. We've had his... Uh, we had School Reunion in Series 2. We had uh, The Vampires of Venice uh, this year. I'm trying to remember, did he do any other ones? Uh can't remember any other ones top of my head. But anyway, there's two he did. And uh, Being Human this season, um, Colin Teague directed three episodes of Being Human. And, of course, he has had some Doctor Who experience. So that's the main things from behind the camera uh, of links between Doctor Who and uh, being human. Brilliant. Yes. That's that. Well, I've got, I've just got two more clips, so let me play one of them. It's quite a short one, and this is from, um, um, in actual fact, I've just got one. It's from the, the final episode. It's not too spoilish, I don't think. The wolf-shaped bullet. Is anything going on between you guys? Friends. And that was a preview right at the beginning of the episode, which then shows Aidan in the cell and Ali saying that as her punishment, uh, she will spend the rest of the time in the cell with her. But of course, the uh, the story moves on from that, and for other reasons, she 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 doesn't stay there. But um, it was a very very dark uh, finish, and I'm not too sure. I don't know whether people want to talk about the actual finish just at the moment, but I'm not too sure. I wouldn't have rather it finished on the scene with Aidan and um, you know at the beach, the beach scene um, with the two vampires in the car. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how spoilerish we want to be when we're getting towards the very end, but uh, I, well, as, I w- as I did say when we started this, that, that we would be discussing it in depth, and, and uh, if you hadn't seen it yet, not to uh, listen forward. But uh, in case you did and were naughty children, 
uh, we're now discussing the last episode and 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 maybe some things that uh, we do know of uh, the uh, next series which has uh, been commissioned by the BBC um, so yeah uh, and skip on about 10 minutes if you haven't because in about 10 minutes we'll be talking about becoming human but yes the 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 thing where uh, where he's with Herrick in the car and uh, the Herrick's talking about the plans he's got sleepers cells and um he thinks that Aiden is now back on side as it were and he's going to be his his lieutenant um i do think that uh, i was surprised that he didn't suspect what was happening because um Herrick asked him at least once you know why are we here and uh, they're not just there to see the sunset come up and sorry, the sunrise come up um but um uh, I've got a feeling that they would have, would have ended actually on that scene if it hadn't been for the actor's decision that he was going to leave the series. And I was it his decision? Yeah. Oh well, well, debate that in a minute, please, Tim. Right. Certainly. But what I was going to say is, I would have thought that was the natural ending, you know, of them finishing off Aiden's uh, not Aiden's story, Herrick's story, but because of the character not being in the next series, we then had to have this whole new, um, what seemed to me to be a bit of a tagged-on ending. I don't know what you felt, Ian, before, before we go back to Tim. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, for me, I mean, I've only just realised that, I mean, I knew of what was coming up for, for, uh, for Aidan Turner in his professional life, um, but wasn't aware that it was um, a Final nail in the, or should I say, stake in the heart, <laughs> instead of nail in the coffin. See, get it? It's funny. Uh, of, of, of the character of Mitchell, um, I was sad to see uh, Herrick go because, as I've said before, Herrick's just fabulous. Uh, loved Herrick as a character. Have from the very beginning, just the, the, the head of the, the the vampires in the area being this short little guy, unassuming looking, you know. Um, yeah, just fabulous. And so it's a shame. It was a shame, quite shocking to see that, that, that he actually had the, the guts. To, that Mitchell had the guts to do it, um, and because I mean, all this time he spent with Herrick, and he never, <laughs> never got the the guts to do it. Um, but yeah, it was rather difficult. I mean, part of me was like, well, you know, they're not going to take the picture of him, um, and yeah. It was an odd one, um, but I mean, I understand why they had to leave it where they did, and it was interesting the, the whole interplay between Annie and Leah, um, and just basically saying that she's just a little girl, really, inside, um, and she thinks she's just playing a game. It has much bigger consequences, um, but yeah, it uh, it was a bit of a surprise, but. You know, I, I, Did you, you feel know. as though it had been rewritten, the ending? I mean... Uh, no, it, it, it did seem to have a couple of endings in it, which was the odd thing, but sometimes shows do that. They, you know, you're like, okay, we're done. Oh, no, there's a little bit more. Oh, no, we're done now. Oh, kind of like uh, uh, the, end of, uh, the end of time. Okay. Uh, you know, when, when David Tennant's, you know, oh, you know, I've been flooded with radiation, I'm going to regenerate. Okay, it's going to start now. But first, I'm going to go take a trip around and say goodbye to everybody. Okay, he's done. Nope, nope, he's just going to go to the the wedding now. 
Okay, now he's done. No, 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 he's going to go see Rose. Oh, no, oh, now he's done. Oh, good, he is done. <laughs> That's, you know, you get these false endings all the time. But, um, and that was just to edit highlights, as we found out later. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk more about the the, the future once we're done talking. Everybody's had their say on, on this episode. But it was, yeah felt a little bit kind of, I don't know, cheated or a little bit, you know, like I wanted a little more out of it, but it was still pretty good. Now, Tim, why did you say that's about, uh, you know, the ending of the character? Um, uh, as it might not well, have been no. the actor's Ian idea. Made I mean, it sound, Ian made it sound like it was the actor's choice to leave, and I've not heard anything like that. I've not heard one well, way or would, the other. It, it has been con- confirmed that he has left the series. But did he leave because he was getting a lot of offers? Well, I think well, so. He's he... just been starred in Hattie, hasn't he? Alongside right. you know the the the, the life story of Hattie Jakes, where he played. That, uh, well, that that's a one-off. That's that not the series, he's going to be tied up in New Zealand for the next like year, year and a half. Oh, he's got a gig on the. Um, that's something I could yes. have featured in news, by the way, because there's a video blog out from Peter Jackson. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's going to be tied up in New Zealand, so I think for that reason he he left. And, uh, and Toby has actually said that uh, they never thought for any any that they they get these guys for any length of time. That once they were discovered, that they would gradually one by one leave the show um, and so Toby's pretty much said that you know he's gone he's not coming back and this uh, is in New no. Zealand is is the it's the Hobbit is it is it yes yeah he's in the Hobbit he's on the door in the Hobbit that's kind of that's going to be fun because he's quite a tall actor <laughs> he's going to be doing yeah. that, that again well, John Rhys Davies actually is actually quite a tall actor as well, and uh, mm. that's what, that's why I said again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, but you heard it. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that the Aiden Turner, like his character, one of the dwarves, was probably one of the more supporting actors, and he's had to leave his series for that. And yet, Martin Freeman, who is the title character for these movies, um, is somehow managing to fit in Sherlock. Uh, into his schedule. I, th- I think negotiations have gone on between the two crews or something to or well, then, and, and, and decided we, upon. When you think about um, I mean being human is an ensemble cast um, and you can't really hold a, an entire show when it's an ensemble like that but uh, basically the, the only two main characters in Sherlock are you know uh, are Sherlock and and, um, and uh, Watson. Watson, and so yeah, and plus you know, I think they were they were only doing what they're doing three or are they doing three or three ninety minute episodes. Right. So yeah, if you can clear like being human was uh, sixty uh, sixty minute episodes, so you could essentially argue it's four and a half episodes of being human time worth is what Martin Freeman is uh, tied up with in with Sherlock, even though it is three 90-minute episodes. And haven't they already finished uh, production on that? 
and get him to do, you know, as he says, be his henchman. So I think if 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 it is to succeed, they're going to have to find a lighter tone at least to start with. I don't think you can start so dark very early on when one of the the most likable characters that people watch for has gone. People might think. I mean, it happened with Angel. Uh, if anybody watched the Angel TV series. In series three, it got so dark that uh, some people thought, you know, I come home from work depressed. I watch Angel. I'm even more depressed. I don't think I'll bother watching anymore. Be- because it got so dark that it, th- there didn't seem to be any light at all. Uh, so I think they're going to have to just rein back that balance a little bit. But if they can do that, um, and maybe have that... They can't have that husband and wife vampire team back, can they? But... Um, Oh, no. <laughs> Some, something like that. Right. Okay, I think we ought to have a closing thoughts because if we want to, um, before we lose Tim completely, to talk about the becoming human, I think. Yeah. Just jump straight to becoming human. Well, let's just it's see. Anybody else have a last comment to make? Yeah. On? One thing about next series, I'd like to see you interested now, because now that the vampires, yeah, put them aside for a bit, just to maybe now that we have two, possibly even three werewolves in series, depending what, again, what Tom does, that just be more exploration about the werewolf community area. I just feel that, you know, last three series, although George and Nina come into it, it always seems to revolve around the vampires. It's always been, you know, the, the the big finale has always revolved around the vampire stories, and I I think it'd be nice if Being Human would just step away from that a bit, you know, maybe a bit more on the ghost stories or about on the vampire stories, not vampires, that's what we're being presumed, on the werewolf stories, you know, just maybe kind of explore that a bit more because you know it always seems to revolve around the, the vampires every series. So, you know, with Mitchell now gone and not being one of the main for it, it'd be nice now to just to, to look at the other elements of the of the, of the of being human. Okay, that's a fair point. Anybody else before we let Tim have a, the first bite at the becoming human? Okay, Tim, I know you've got a bit of time pressure there, so uh, do you... Oh. Uh, I've got a clip, but we'll, we'll hear what your thoughts are first, and then I'll play the clip after you've had your opening. So we're talking about the, the one that made it first. I think you said, um, was it online it was on, first? It was it was on online or on the red button, kind of, which whichever you could get at, which was right. of, often in my case, or now and again, was online, because annoying thing about the red button thing is it was literally right after being human. And if you were a bit slow for the mark, then they'd already started. You had to wait for the thing to loop round. Yeah, but, and, and, um, right. And we uh, should mention, of course, it's the it, it it takes the young boy that appeared in uh, uh, episode this series one. three. So yeah, Adam's family. It's a uh, episode what, two. Adam's family. What happened? What happens next for his? Um, yeah, episode two. What happens next for his character? And it's it's essentially a who a who done it in multiple parts. And the episodes when it was shown on the red button and online were of sort of variable length. And then we joined it all together, and it was about 50 minutes, I think, when they joined it all together. 
And I still I seem to remember you saying there's quite a lot of... We're getting a lot of noise, Scardiff. Sorry. I've, I've I was moving around and I forgot to uh, remute myself. Apologies about that. Please, please do, yeah. Um, you, you, I think you were tweeting saying it got quite a lot of good good uh, feedback about it, didn't they? I mean, presumably that was the why they decided to edit it together as a single show. I don't think that was well, a, they, an original they, plan, was it? I don't know if they were ever originally going to do that, because interestingly they scheduled that the week they would have shown the last bit, I think, because it seemed to be slightly lengthier than being able to show it in the the, the eight weeks of being human. But um, right. um, I haven't got a huge amount to say about it, really. As, as I said, though, it's, it, it's, it's a whodunit. Uh, the characters are a bit younger than being human because they're all still at school, although you could say they're in the later years of school. And um, so you get the, the one who in the first episode there's all these posters up for him being missing and the, the other two characters quickly discover that he's a ghost but they simply haven't found his body yet and so um, it, it becomes a sort of double threaded plot of finding his body and um, finding out who killed him and there's a lot of red herrings throughout um, sort of certain people may have hated him in the school because he's a bit of a peeping Tom and um, I don't, I don't want to give away the end and if people want to give away the end elsewhere in the discussion I, th- I thought the, the the when they did reveal who who um, did it I thought it was quite well done I, I, I thought ah <laughs> it was one of those Ah, a character that we've barely registered turns out to be the one that did it. Um, hopefully they'll make more of it, because I'm sure there's something they can, something else they can do with these characters now, because they're all people who've been these things relatively short amounts of time, and so they can, to some extent, tread over old being human ground, but do it with different characters and. I'm running out of stuff to say, so I think I'm going to drop off anyway and, and let you lot discuss it. Okay, Tim. Thanks for staying on as long as you have to. And, um, yep. Okay, that's an appropriate point to say goodbye to Tim, and I'll play the only one clip I've got of this, which is uh, right at the beginning of the, the show. Someone once told me the way to stay true is to surround yourself with good people. But first, I had to go back to school. It's hard to keep the vampire in check. But if I'm going to try and live a normal life and I have to toe the line, take school seriously for once and get some qualifications. I may be 46, but I'm trapped in the body of a 16-year-old. What I don't know about being a teenager isn't worth knowing. First thing Monday, double maths. What is Johnny Ball seeing that stuff? Think of a number. Think of that number. Is he talking to us? Is he even speaking English? Uh, I'm Adam. How's it going? Has anyone ever told you you're foxy? Like Sam Fox. Only, you know, not not as developed. Shall I, uh, 
I just come back and do that again? Is he a foreign exchange student or something? Your mates are over there. It's all right. It's all right. It's what we do. We banter. <laughs> We're like hail and pace. Note to self. Observe. Adapt. And... What the hell are you doing? Why are you staring at me like that? Look, I don't want any trouble. I'm trying to stay under the radar, so you do your thing and I'll do mine. What are you talking about? Look, I don't have a problem with it. I just met two people like you and it's cool. I came here to get away from that. So let's keep a distance, yeah? The stuff he said, it's like he knew. But that's impossible. And again, the whole what's possible and what's impossible thing is under review right now. It's, yeah, it's full of teenage angst. And I actually had to edit that slightly. There's a little bit of sort of... Uh, uh, ripe, ripe dialogue in it. Uh, uh, nothing like the Misfits dialogue, but uh, uh, or the in-betweeners, but uh, certainly a little bit of dialogue in it. And uh, of course, those references he was talking about, Hale and Pace and Johnny Ball, because he's a 46-year-old teenager, all his references are 30 years out of date. So, so he makes a, a really bad impression meeting the uh, the school slogan and so on. But um, I must admit the the young character. Uh, Adam, I didn't particularly like in Being Human, but I thought he was excellent in this. I really warmed to his character, and I could see this uh, this series going on. I mean, uh, the two of the main characters uh, played, uh, you know, the the girl that he's just heard him talk to there. Uh, it turns out that she has been uh, scratched. Again, talking spoilers, she's been scratched and. Uh, has yet to turn for the first time into uh, a, w- a werewolf. I think I don't think she's turned into it to one no, when the story starts. She, she is a werewolf, and she is aware she's a werewolf. She kind of just denies it. She, she, in she, denial, she, is she right? Okay. She's in denial, yeah, yeah. She has been a werewolf for a while, but uh, she just uh, yeah, very nice um, thought of it uh, towards the end. She compares it to being, you know, having a right night on the latch that you just wake up and you think, what the heck did I just do last night? But, uh, it's, it's and also, she, she makes mention to the, 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 the trash room in, 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 I guess, their apartment because she says there's a trash chute and goes down to a room and she locks herself in there. Ah, uh, right. And then when they come to collect the trash in the morning, that they unlock the place and that's how she gets out. Right, and then there's the, the the third of the ensemble is a ghost. So we've got um, a sort of a, a, a mimic collection of the the main cast. But I think they work very well. It's it's got a definite teenage buzz about it, if uh, even that's the right word to use nowadays, uh, in the school setting. And uh, I I think it's got legs. I think this could go, um, probably not in the same format. Maybe it could go. You know, a 25-minute format. You know, um, along the along the lines of the you know the Sarah Jane Adventures for just that teenage age group, right. just a few five years older than the Sarah Jane grouping. You right. know. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I'm the same as you. I didn't really like Adam. I thought he was just annoying and and, mm. and being human. But I I mean, for for reasons of the fact that. Uh, I'm an 80s kid. Uh, I loved all of his references and, of course, understood them, and that made it 
all that, <laughs> you know, the funnier, you know, him, you know, comparing her to Samantha Fox. You know, <laughs> like I had a, I, I think I had a, a Samantha Fox calendar in my bedroom. Of course you did. No, I had a Samantha Fox calendar. It was tucked in somewhere where nobody else could see it. Anyway, I'm revealing far too much about myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was great. I mean, his character was great. Uh, I do want to say that uh, Leela uh, Mamak as, yeah. as, as Krista, she was fabulous in it. Actually, that, they, they were all great. Um, Adam, Krista, and, and Matt. Uh, there's a, there was actually a nice little uh, Doctor Who joke in there. On the, I think it was the second to last episode where... Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. Yeah, the second to last of the last episode where he refers to him as yeah, a fan. Yeah, you're a fan. <laughs> um, Actually, I uh, think, uh, just to say about the the, the series, uh, as, as well as the Red Button episodes which go online, there's actually quite a lot of online support material on their little blog website. They had you know, all sorts of diary entries. There were extra little video clips of, you know, video diaries. There was, you know, um, um, Diary entries and there's you know some red herrings like for example there was a janitor uh, creeping around the place that was kind of in the background he he never really came up on those little mini episodes but the blog kind of uh, picked up on him that you know he's one of the accomplices um, for the yeah. for the for the murder uh, but yeah it was it was one of the the things that came up on a, kind of a blog entry from the ghost character Matt. That you know, uh, what, what is my unfinished business? And one of the things he said was, "I must find out who wins River Song." <laughs> yeah. I missed well that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. I, um, the uh, the blog, by the way, we just I put it in in the the text link, but I think we ought to read this one out. It's uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash blogs forward slash becoming human or one word. And um, that is still, I assume that's not region locked. It's just a blog. So, um, yeah. Uh, sorry, unfortunately, the video content on the blog is actually region locked. Right. So you just have to be a little um, creative and, you know, tube it or something like that to get the videos. But they're out there anyway if you want to go have a look. Okay. Willis Girl, have you seen this? No, she has not. It's on her to do um, list. No, oh, sorry. I haven't. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. I keep forgetting you're uh, on audio. <laughs> I, I, was too, I was too busy uh, putting links in there to, to see that. I apologize for that. Mike, have you caught this at all? No, I haven't. I think, I think you'd enjoy the humor. No, I'm not. You know, I think it's. It, well, actually, I, I rewatched that earlier today for for this show and I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was uh, excellently observed. Um <laughs> I almost felt sorry for the for again, I don't know how spoilish, but for one of the the adult characters towards the end, I felt his pain. You know, I mean he, the he, you know, this this was a man that had been pushed to the brink without saying anything more than that. Sorry, I hope uh I've just found that there's a, a, a another video which I will have to watch, but I will put the link in in, in the chat here. Um, there's another short video called "The Return." Uh, seems to hint at uh, at uh, 
they're being definitely being more becoming human. So. Right. May have been something that they filmed after the fact that, as far as I remember, uh, following the uh, the being human uh, Twitter feed, that them putting it on the air uh, was never their intention at the beginning. Mm. You know, to to screen it. You know, um, you know, and, and, and the regular schedule aside from the red button part. That putting it all together into one big uh, episode was not you know, the original plans, but they were quite uh, pleased that, that they garnered that much attention. Um, and from what I'd seen on, on on Twitter as well, that it was very well received and people were uh, quite into it. And it is, it's it's a nice little thing. I sat there and watched it this morning, um, and yeah, it, it it's it's very nice. Yeah, the, 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 if you can't get it on there, it, it is available on YouTube in certain places. Yeah, it's the the three are definitely strong enough to carry that story, and um, yeah, I think they could do six twenty-five minute episodes quite easily. Um, yeah, whether it's got longer to run than that, I don't know, but certainly the the the, the actors themselves have earned earned another bite at the cherry. I would have thought. Absolutely. Uh, just to follow on from uh, Ian's um, comments regarding Leila Mimak from uh, and her performance, which was absolutely fabulous. And I can certainly see her becoming uh, a sort of Carrie Mulligan style. You know, she has the same sort of acting style as what Carrie Mulligan had back when she was Sally Sparrow back, uh, in Doctor Who there uh, back in 2007. And just look how where Carrie Mulligan is today. And I can certainly see Leila Mimak maybe not getting that um, stardom, but certainly same sort of path, same sort of um, uh, roles, and, and certainly uh, Leila Mimak is one to watch out for the future, definitely. Yeah, uh, and Josh Brown, the, the, the that played the the other boy, I mean, he, he's uh, been, was in Grange Hill for three years, so he, he's got a, you know, he, he fell naturally into that uh, role quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, the whole thing was was well acted and 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 well presented. You know, it's not like they you know just grabbed a couple of uh, extras and 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 put through something together for the internet. You know, a lot of time and energy and and thought and 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 planning and and good acting went into putting this thing together. It's nice to see that we're getting this kind of online content and and, and like the red button content. Um, that goes along with these shows. A lot more attention is being given to uh, the culture online that uh, we get little tidbits like this. But it also means you don't you don't miss out on something if you don't see it. Uh, if you just watch Being Human Series 3, uh, you saw Adam come and go, and, and that was it. Um, if you didn't see um, Becoming Human, you were, you know, you weren't any of the... You weren't left out of any details. Uh, so they managed to actually carry something on online that spun off from it without, you know, without impacting on the main show. So that you didn't feel like, oh god, well I missed that, and I got to go watch that thing online before I can go watch the next episode of Being Human. They managed to keep them nice and separate, but still had that, you know, that link between them. Wow, the room went quiet. 
Sorry, just, I was um, co- coughing then. That's why I was muted. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Scott. Checking I my connections think... there. I was like, whoa, it, it really... No, no. Uh, just, just coughing. Yeah, a couple of statistics. I'll just put in a couple of statistics there, of course, okay. for Becoming Human. Uh, it was written by Brian Dooley, Jamie Matheson, and John Jackson. I'm just looking... For the director, I can't see on the the wiki. I can see cinematography was done by uh, Tim Palmer and Nick Morris. Uh, but I was looking to see. Yeah, it doesn't, see who doesn't say the director, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, just a bit of background on that. So yeah, good writing by that team and uh, an enjoyable series and. Hopefully there's more in the future, and who knows, maybe um, one of the other two characters uh, might uh, show up in the, the proper show for uh, a quick episode. Yep. Okay, Okay. well, while people just gather their thoughts for perhaps Ian to ask them one last question as we come up to towards the two-hour mark, it'd be quite a change for us to have a, a slightly shorter episode, I think. Yes. Uh, let me just remind you of uh, the upcoming seven weeks of The Cult Collective, because we are going back to our Doctor Who crazy days, just as the Series 6 is getting ready to air on the 23rd of April, which is obviously Saturday, uh, here in the UK at 6pm. Um, I'm sure it's 8 or 9 o'clock in the uh, BBC America, but the point is that the day after it airs in a number of countries, we will have our episode 95 Doctor Who, The Impossible Astronaut. We'd love you to come and join us live on Torch. You, you've, uh, you can actually come and listen in and take part in the text chat or actually come on audio if you've got a headset and uh, listen in. Or if you're, certainly if you're in um, the United States or you've got Skype out, you can come on the phone or use one of the SIP clients and join in all the excitement. Usually our numbers at least double when we have a Doctor Who related episode. So that's uh, next uh, Sunday, the 24th of April, The Impossible Astronaut. And as you will all know by now, that's part one of a two-part story that opens the series. So the following week we'll be talking about Day of the Moon. And we will be talking for seven weeks uh, following each of those episodes the day after it airs. So please join us for that. And um, back to Ian to perhaps uh, us, you know, wrap up the show. Alrighty. And as uh, Mike and Elphila just put in the chat, uh, BBC America next Saturday at 9pm. Uh, you can watch Doctor Who. Uh, oh, it's so, coming yeah. on next week? Yes. Yeah. Really? Next, next Saturday. Oh my God! <laughs> Just kidding. I knew it was next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and while you're going to BBC America to check things out, uh, scroll down a little bit on their main page because there is a uh, a lovely little bit uh, which some of you may have seen floating around Facebook and, and, and YouTube, etc. Uh, Doctor Who, forty-seven years in six minutes, um, and it's done by. Uh, the Fine Brothers, who do an awesomely awesome job of, 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 of encapsulating the, the, the whole series of um, history in, into one short video. Um, so check it out. Yes, 47 years of Doctor Who in six minutes. Um, but yes, as Dave said, uh, 
A lot of places are getting it all on the same day, which is very, very nice. Um, and um, Jumpy Ghostface may even return to the, the fold to, to give us his thoughts on uh, on the new series of Doctor Who. You know, you think they'd great. publicize it a little bit, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, just maybe a little trailer somewhere, or a little clip somewhere, or maybe even a little preview, prequel clip. You know, just something to keep us uh, outside Wessers, wouldn't you think? <laughs> As Mike says, uh, it's only an eight-hour difference between the UK screenings and the US screenings, so that's that's amazing in this day and age that we, you know, now we don't have to wait eight, eight hours. But even that's going to seem like a lifetime to some of us. I mean, that means some of us having to steer clear of Twitter for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we want simulcast, <laughs> and we can all be on the internet at the same time. <laughs> but yes. Um, so yeah, that about wraps it up for us, unless anyone has got anything else to add before we close up about uh, being human and becoming human. Oh, wow. That was a resounding no! <laughs> I think we've yeah, uh, done well, I think. Yes, we have. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Uh, thanks to Good series, Mike. Sorry. Uh, come in later. But um, yeah, uh, Last Thousand Being Human, good series. Um that uh, has been confirmed that there is a series four on its way for the main series becoming human hopefully will follow suit as well because um, we want to see more from them and uh, yeah we'll look forward to the future and I think I said something very similar on my first ever Cousin Collective which was the uh, Being Human Series 2 uh, review there you go seems like a lifetime ago <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you to Randall Thor. Thank you, Scardus, Willis Girl, and uh, and Dar Skeptical, Logan, Tim Jury, uh, and all of those who uh, I've forgotten about that were in here when we first started off, uh, and but had to unfortunately leave. So uh, nothing more to say. Then uh, it's goodbye from Mister Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.